Productivity. Productivity. Gladiator. This meeting could have been an email. Have you ever had that happen to you? I have thought that so many times over my career. I've got more than 30 tips for you on meeting efficiency and effectiveness. So this whole episode is about dropping knowledge bombs. And this is something new that I want to do for 2024. If you've been checking out the show, I've had a lot of guests on the show. And an amazing thing happened, which is last year, one of my guests, I did an episode with Eric Girard and we talked about, it was 10 time management hacks for new managers. And one of the tips that I shared went viral. And it was about not sending an email to schedule a meeting. You should just be able to go on, see the scheduling link and send them a request instead of emailing back and forth to try to figure out when you're going to schedule that meeting. And so that clip on Facebook, and I'll drop the link to the that particular reel. It was a Facebook reel and I posted it. And Four months now, it has continued to get likes and views. It's up over, it's got several hundred thousand views at this point with 900, probably a thousand likes by the time you're hearing this and lots of comments. And it's still very active to this day. It's still going and because people are very interested in that topic. So I took a note and it was like, gosh, you know, people are clearly interested in this topic. But the other thing is, if you've been following the show, you certainly know that I'm curious about productivity and I share tips on productivity with these great guests. But what you might not know if you've been following the show is that businesses hire me to come in and teach their people these concepts. So Productivity Gladiator, I teach personal practical productivity skills, time management, email inbox to zero, focus, prioritization and not being overwhelmed, to-do list hacking, life balance skills. And one of my workshops is this meeting could have been an email. I actually come in and I teach this topic. So I wanted to share all of these thoughts. I just want to share them all with you because I want you to be better about this. So here are all my tips. I'm just going to lay them out there for you one at a time. This is a knowledge bomb episode where let's just, let's just talk about it. So now before we get into the tips, one context that I think it's important to understand is meetings and the topic of communication. There are two types of communication. You've got synchronous and asynchronous. Synchronous are like meetings and phone calls. This is where the person receiving the communication is receiving it right at the time you're sending it. So as I'm speaking live, you are listening live at the very same time. So that's synchronous communication. Asynchronous would mean you are receiving it later than I'm sending it. So that would be like an email. Or if you have maybe a shared Google Doc or a SharePoint document online, or you sent a Teams or a Slack message, that's it. That would be asynchronous. One of the ones that's kind of confusing is you ever had a text message and they got the little three dots that show up because you're waiting for them to text and they hit send and then you receive and you see the text. That is asynchronous communication. Even though it's very close, the moment they're typing it is not the moment you're seeing that text until later. So that's the difference between asynchronous and synchronous. And that is the basis for, does this need to be a meeting or could it have been an email? Could we have done this without you listening live while the person is talking? And so we're going to talk all about those efficiencies, but I want you to understand synchronous or asynchronous as we go forward, because communication strategies for your team 
are going to be big regarding whether it needs to be synchronous or asynchronous. And I want you to see it and think about it that way. So here's the list of tips. A meeting is likely a good idea if everyone can and should contribute real time. So what I mean by that, think about a meeting where you're developing a solution to a problem, you're brainstorming, or you've got a situation where there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. So the back and forth, real time, live, is going to happen between the people in the meeting, then that is a meeting is a good idea. So it's not a good idea if you don't need feedback from those people. If they're, if you were going to mute everybody's mic anyway and no one was going to get to talk, maybe not. Or if you, my supervisor the other day, had a meeting where she shared an idea and then she asked us to send her an email later with whatever our response was to that idea. Well, if you didn't want me to respond live, maybe that didn't need to be a meeting. Next, meeting is a good idea if. Time is short and you can't wait for everyone to get back to you to with a return message, right? So I prefer to send emails and let people get back to me when they can. But if time is short and I need a response, I need to send something right now, I'm not going to have time to send an email and wait or send a Teams or a Slack message and wait for their response. Then pick up the phone. It's time for real time or let's have a meeting. We don't have time to wait for everybody to get back to us. That's another time where a meeting is probably a good idea. Next, a meeting is likely a good idea if messages have gone back and forth several times already and you're not accomplishing what you set out to do. If you send an email and said, hey, I need, you know, the follow, here's the following questions that I had. Can you tell me about this? And then they reply back and say, well, what about this? Or what about this? And they respond with questions instead of answers. And then you go back and try to get the answers again. And then they come back with more questions. A meeting is likely a good idea because you're going to need to be real time so that you can get the answers that you seek. That's a time when a meeting might be a good idea. A meeting is likely a good idea if the messaging has created more questions than answers. There was a situation where the communication was getting confused. It didn't come across well via email. So I... I asked for a certain, I needed a certain thing back from this one team. And they came back to me and said, well, but what about this? And our manager is out. So maybe that we should get something else. And I didn't get the answers that I needed. They just had more questions. And then there's more questions. If you find you're digging yourself a hole and the emails go from getting shorter to getting longer, that's a time when a meeting is probably a good idea. So you can get to the bottom of that. A meeting is likely a good idea if you need someone to say yes. There's an interesting statistic. They did a study where people are more likely to say yes in the first half of their morning or in the first two hours after lunch. So if you need someone to say yes, if you need your boss to say yes, if you've got a proposal that you need somebody to, to sign off on, it's probably a good idea. To, it's a good idea to set a meeting if you need them to say yes. The other day, a boss at, my boss asked me to put together a summary of what I needed from her supervisor. So two levels above me. In that situation, I went back to my boss and asked, hey, can you schedule a meeting? Go ahead and tee up the meeting. Here's the topic, but I would like to make the request. Because if you need a yes, asking it via email, it is much easier to say no to an email than it is to say no to a person, to a human being. 
So a meeting is a good idea if you need to say yes. And that little tip, first half of the morning or the first two hours after lunch, the odds are slightly better that they'll say yes. There's a funny study about that. Now, a meeting is a good idea if time is short and you can't wait for everyone to respond to that message. So if things are running behind and you need a time is short, maybe it's time pick up the phone, call the person. Synchronous communication might be faster. So jump into that. Now let's talk about when a meeting is not needed. A meeting is not needed if everyone is not expected to actively contribute. Here's my favorite example of this is status meetings or staff meetings. You don't have to do these as an as a meeting. You could absolutely have each person record their update and you could share those updates because it doesn't matter whether I'm there live in the meeting or not to hear that status. As long as I get that information, it could have been asynchronous, right? We talked about synchronous and asynchronous. It could have been asynchronous. I could have gotten it later. So that's an example of things that are not necessary. Now, I my favorite phrase is, gosh, there's a lot of money in this room. And what I mean by that is if you look at all the people that are attending this meeting and all the salaries that they're getting paid, that's a lot of money in that room. The business is paying a lot of money for those people to be there right then as opposed to doing something else, doing their job. So that's a great metaphor that you can use if somebody is having a meeting and it's not really necessary. You could say, you know, there's a lot of money in this room maybe with the value of everyone's time. Maybe we could do this another way. That's another way you could push back. A meeting is not needed if everyone who needs to speak cannot attend. If you've ever been in a meeting, I was in a meeting the other day where we needed to hear from three or four of the stakeholders and only two of them were there. And the project manager did not cancel the meeting. Instead, she brought everyone who was working on the project in to hear from the two stakeholders only to then invite us to another meeting again later with those two stakeholders and the other stakeholders again. That was a waste. We didn't need that meeting. So if everyone can't attend, cannot, who needs to speak cannot be there, a meeting's not needed. A meeting is not needed if there, this is just a chance for you to read to everyone the info that was sent in advance. You ever had a meeting where there was an email and they called you into the meeting just so they could read the email? That's a waste of a meeting. It happened to me two weeks ago, and I was, I, I was so frustrated that that was a meeting. Now, let's talk about successful meetings. On the flip side of this, my metaphor, my acronym is TAP. A successful meeting is on TAP. And what I mean by that, TAP is T-A-P-P, timely, there's an agenda, preparation, and purpose. So timely, meaning there is a start and an end to that meeting. Be specific about those times and hold to those times. Agenda is important. It needs to be provided ahead of time so you know what you're talking about. If it's a status meeting that's just sitting on the calendar, there should be an agenda for that status meeting. If there's not an agenda, cancel that meeting. If you don't have anything to talk about, cancel that meeting. So if, the, if, and by the way, if it's not on the agenda, don't talk about it, add to the next meeting. 
because the agenda is what you showed up to discuss. So follow the agenda. That's courtesy to the people that are in your meeting. The first P of TAP is preparation. So what do people need to bring or do in advance? Is there something that they need to read? Is there something that they need to watch? What is the preparation that need, they need to provide? And it's possible the preparation will be zero. You don't have to prepare. I need to get your thoughts on this, whatever topic is. You can put that in, the, in your meeting notes. No preparation necessary. And the last is the purpose. Why are we having this meeting? Like, what is the outcome? What is the reason for that meeting? So if it's on tap, it's timely. There's an agenda. There's the preparation people need to make has been outlined. And the purpose of the meeting is outlined. A successful meeting is on tap. Now, next up, how many meetings per day? Here's an interesting topic for you. Research has kind of shown that optimal would be no more than half your day in meetings, somewhere in the three to four hour range per day. That would be optimal if you have a heavy meeting type of job. Not everybody has these, but if your job is one where you're in a lot of meetings, if half your day is meetings, that's a good target because it still allows you the other part of the day to be productive in other things. Ideally, if you have one of those jobs and you can group your meetings together, you don't always have control over this, but if you can help schedule it so that they are all grouped together, it's better to have a block of meetings all at once, three or four meetings, than it is to have a meeting at eight and then at 10 and then at 12 and then at two. And then, then you're back and forth and you're switching. It's better to just have work time and meeting time and try to keep the meetings together. And also... I recognize it's not always up to you. So sometimes you have to go to, it might not always be optimal, but if you have control and say over these meetings and you're, or you're hosting the meetings, try to set yourself up for that three to four hours a day, half of your day, and try to group them together if you can. Now let's talk about meeting success tips. I have a lot of these. So here's some meeting success tip, record the meeting. For anyone who cannot attend the meeting, they can watch the recording. Because you don't have to meet with them later to catch people up on what they missed. And by the way, if you have to catch up on one and you're watching the video, oftentimes you can watch it at two times or three times speed. I love that where you can catch up quicker on what you missed. Oftentimes people speaking, even if you were to listen to this podcast or watch this video on two times or three times speed, you would still understand what I'm saying, even sped up. So try it out if you haven't done that already. Meeting success tip, record the action items and review these items at the end of the meeting. If you got together and there is some sort of result from your meeting, make sure you capture that. Nothing is more frustrating than spending the time going to a meeting only to discuss things that people need to do. And they'll say in the meeting, you've seen it. You've watched somebody say, oh yeah, that's my thing. I'll take care of that. And they don't write it down. It's not captured anywhere. Nobody reminds them. And then guess what? They forget. So make sure you record the action items from a meeting. Here's a common meeting, mis a common meeting mistake, which is do not ignore the agenda. I had, this is my favorite story. We had a senior level manager come in and visit my manager's meeting that we had with the team. And my manager, the senior manager came in, we had an agenda. We knew what we were going to talk about. And the, the senior manager came in and hijacked 
the meeting and took it in a totally different direction. And we did not accomplish any of the things on the agenda because it just got hijacked. So do not ignore the agenda. I know this, you can't always help this. If the senior manager wants to chat, they're going to sometimes, but try to steer it. If you're the host of the meeting, it's on you to steer it so that you stay on task on the agenda. Here's a meeting success tip. Acknowledge the people, then proceed. Even if it's brief intros or at least, even if it's brief intros or acknowledging the people by name or thanking them, acknowledging them, the people part of the meeting is important. These are the people that you're working with. So make sure that you are acknowledging those in the room before you jump right into the agenda. Acknowledging them kind of appreciates them as taking their time to be there. And that part's important. If it's a big meeting, you might not be able to acknowledge everyone individually, but acknowledge them as a group then if it's not individually. So, hey, thank you so much to this director and this director and these people, and thank you, the team in this group, for tuning for being here or acknowledge the people. Here's a common meeting mistake. Do not catch people up who are late to a meeting. Here's, I... I had a team lead who used to do this and it used to drive me crazy because I would be on time to the meeting and my team lead would start and then three minutes, somebody would sign on three minutes late and she would stop our meeting so that she could acknowledge the person who came in and then she would proceed to recap the last three minutes for the person who was three minutes late. Don't do that. If you're recording the meeting, they can always catch up. Or they'll get the hang of it, but it's kind of insulting to the people in the meeting if you're catching the people up who are late. Then why did, why was I on time if you're going to catch the people up who are late? I'll just be late next time. Here's a common meeting mistake. Do not run over the allotted time you asked for. We talked about a meet, meeting being on tap in a previous note here. And tap means timely. To the T of tap means timely. So if you asked for an hour, do not run over an hour. Or if you're coming up to it, it happens sometimes. You had an hour, you probably with five more minutes, we could probably finish. But acknowledging people's time as being important is respectful on your part as the meeting host. So if you're going to run over by five minutes, you stop five minutes before and you say, hey, it's looking like we're going to run over by a little bit. Would it be better for me to schedule another time for us to come back and talk? Or can I run over by about five minutes and let them have a say in it? Because they will be more engaged if they have the chance to say, yes, let me run over. Or they'll let you know, no, I can't. And then schedule another time, make it up later, but don't run over the allotted time and ask permission first. Now let's talk about meeting alternatives. You do not need. If you do not need confirmation that the message was received, a meeting alternative might be good, right? So an example, if somebody missed the meeting and they don't need to make up that meeting, then it's possible you could do an alternative. What are those alternatives? You could do a recorded video message. This is a podcast. That's a recorded video message. It's a video podcast. A recorded message is great. Because remember, there's three types of people. There's the people who watch, the people who listen, and the people who read. So if you can hit all three of those, that's more effective than even having the meeting because then you appeal to the three types of people. 
So you could do a recorded video, you could do a podcast or an audio message. You could do a team or Slack, Microsoft Teams or Slack if you have that at your work. You could do a discussion on this topic instead of having to have a meeting on it. You could ask people's thoughts. You could brainstorm in a Slack uh, channel. You could send it via an email or if it's a a combined group of thoughts, you could create a document in the cloud and you could share the link to that document. So everyone can provide their ideas if you're looking for feedback. So these are alternatives to having a meeting is one of those things. Now, here's meeting alternatives if you do need confirmation that they received the message. So for example, if they miss the meeting, you would need to meet with this person separately to get their response or their confirmation. So these are rare. This might be like mandatory meetings or policy updates or something where somebody has to sign off. That would be the situation. So these will be rare, but there are still alternatives to meetings. Here they are. You could send an email with the read receipt requested, meaning you'll have confirmation that they clicked and that they read the message. That's an easy way. If you have a small team and that's not going to be an unruly number of people, you could easily do that and get confirmation. You could have them fill out a quick form or a survey. If you want to make sure they read it, maybe the the survey is all the information you need to send. And at the bottom, they check, yes, I read this and hit submit. That's a way to send a message and get confirmation that it was received from everyone who received it. That might be different than a meeting and more effective because you'll have confirmation. This could be a video, audio, written communication, or all three. You could do that with the the form or the survey that you send. You could also do it with online training. You might have online training platforms in your organization. You can make online training videos. So if you need to teach someone something or it's a skill, instead of just having a meeting and hoping that they remember, you could record it ahead of time as a training and let them take the training as needed. Then you'll have a recording of who took the training and passed the test at the end. You could send out a survey Use Microsoft Forms, Google Forms. There's all these different ways of sending out surveys. If you need people's thoughts, you could send out a survey, and that might be more effective at getting everyone's response and having it recorded. Also, if you want to get really advanced, if you use, if you're a part of the, if your organization is part of Microsoft, they have the Microsoft Power apps. And there are other platforms that are just like Microsoft if you're not a Microsoft person. But Power Apps is a, you could create an app that records who watched or who took the survey, who watched the video. And then if they didn't, it could continue to remind them. You could build it so that it continues to remind them to watch this video or whatever this message was that you needed to communicate. So those are all alternatives to actually having a meeting. If you don't need everybody's response, but you need to make sure they received the message, those are ways to do it without having a meeting. And oftentimes going to be more effective. Here's a hybrid meeting tip. Everyone who speaks is on camera on their own individual camera. If you're in a conference room, don't do that thing where you have the video camera set up in the conference room. And so for everybody who in a a hybrid meeting, there's some people virtual, some people in person, the people in person in the room 
have the the luxury of seeing the person live and right there, but you on the camera, the people that are hybrid who are remote can't see that person. So that means in a in a hybrid meeting, bring your laptop and if you're speaking, your personal laptop is open, you joined the meeting room and your camera is on so that the people that are at home or at a remote and the people who are live in the room can see your face up close, just like this. Here's a hybrid meeting tip. Spotlight the person who's speaking. You At the beginning of the meeting, you can designate it's someone's job to do this, but somebody is in charge. If it's a big meeting, if it's more than five or six people in the meeting, that means everybody's cameras are going to be these tiny little things. So it's going to be somebody's job to spotlight in, in Microsoft Teams. It's called Spotlight. Each of the apps, Zoom calls it something else, but there is a way where you can spotlight that person so that their camera is bigger. Their, their, the video, their video is bigger for everyone else watching. That is a much better experience. So if it's more than six or more than 10 people, somebody's in charge of spotlighting. Make sure that you do that. Here's a hybrid meeting tip. Collaboration done through meeting software is a much better experience if you use something like a whiteboard or a live document or something than it is by just having it put in the chat. So if you're trying to collaborate, make sure that you're using some sort of shared way for everyone to share their ideas at the same time or collaborate at the same time. Send a link, use a whiteboard, do something like that. Just sharing comments in the chat can get unruly really quickly and can get unorganized and you'll lose track of some of those. So leverage those opportunities to collaborate virtually. I've actually found it's more effective to collaborate with everyone on their own computers virtually than it is to have a whiteboard in a meeting room because you still need to get what's on the whiteboard into the computer. So it's actually more efficient to just do it that way. That's been really interesting. So hybrid meetings are good. Collaboration is important. Here's another online meeting tip. If you're having an online meeting, here are the options you should set as the host. First, who can bypass the lobby? Everyone. Unless you want the pop-ups to disrupt your meeting with people that someone's waiting in the lobby, someone's waiting in the lobby. If you're having a big meeting, just let everyone bypass the lobby. If they have the link, they probably need to be there unless this is some big public forum. Also, leverage co-organizers. It's not just you. Once the meeting starts, even if you don't invite them or set it up ahead of time, you can add people as co-organizers. They can help you with the lobby and with muting people and that kind of stuff. Answer the question on allowing mics for attendees. You can enable or disable that mic setting. So decide now if you want your organizers can mute, unmute themselves, but everyone who's participating can't unmute their mic. So you can avoid the, hey, someone's, you know, didn't mute their mic. You don't have to do that. Also, remember to decide whether you want to allow cameras or not for the attendees. The Sometimes it's easier if you're doing a presentation, it's going to be better for the people tuning in to not be able to have their camera on. That way it's the presenter and the video and the, the videos of the people aren't necessarily distracting. So think about that ahead of time. You can enable their mics, you can enable their cameras. And the last thing you can do is the meeting chat. You can enable and disable that. So 
If you want feedback or people to be able to type questions while you're chatting, question and answer and chat are two different things. So think about that if you're the host of the meeting. This is important for having a good online meeting. Remember to change those settings. Here's a hybrid online meeting pro move. Just mute the mics. Don't ask the crowd to. I don't care if I never go to another meeting where somebody says, someone's mic is not muted. Everyone remember to mute your mics. Here's the reality. The host of the meeting can mute everyone's mics. So please do not be that person who just tells people your mic's not muted or, oh my gosh, calling them out in the middle. I was in a meeting the other day and somebody called out, "Uh, excuse me, Susie, your mic's on. I need you to mute your mic. That host could have right-clicked on Susie's name and hit mute. So please, please, please take care of the muting and don't interrupt the meeting for the mute situation. Here's another hybrid or online meeting pro move. Take breaks every 50 minutes. Just do it. Tell them you're going to do it up front. If it's a two-hour meeting, if it's a three-hour meeting, 50 minutes, take a break. Because people need bio breaks and brain breaks. So if you don't, they're going to leave in the middle of the meeting to go to the bathroom. They're going to leave to check their email. They're mentally going to phase out. People are good for about 50 minutes. So make sure you take that break at about the 50-minute mark. Do 50 minutes out of every hour if you're going to go for more than an hour. That way people have the chance to do the brain break and the bio break. Now, here's a tip on changing meeting culture. I just talked all these reasons and shared all these reasons about how a meeting might or might not be appropriate or a good move. And if you have a standing meeting that you think doesn't need to be a meeting, that's that's a hard conversation to have sometimes. So imagine if it was your meeting. You've had a meeting for two years that you thought was effective. It was working. A lot of people have the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. So if you or the person or the person you're talking to had that meeting, they may go through the stages of grief about this, which is funny, but think about it. If you're going to take it away, first, they're going to deny. Oh, well, no, that meeting was good. What are you talking about? It it was worth having that meeting. Then they're going to be angry because you brought it up or now somebody's taken it away. That's the stages of grief we're talking about. So now then there's anger. Then there's bargaining. Well, what if we only move to every other week or every third week? They're going to try to keep the meeting somehow because they're going through these stages. Then they're going to be depressed because they realize that, oh, maybe that meeting was really important or wasn't really important and I could have done that better. And then there's going to be depression about it and eventually they will get to acceptance. So just be prepared for the fact that meeting culture is ingrained. And if you're trying to change the meeting culture at your work, make sure you're prepared for that. So a couple of tips on this. One, if you can, let them think it's their idea. Maybe you can, ha- I mean, invite me to come and do this session for your workplace or let the talk about meetings and let them recognize on their own that their meeting might not be necessary based on what the good meeting efficiency practices. So see if you can make it their idea or kind of hint at it so they'll do it on their own. And the other thing is, Be kind and be positive if you're bringing it up to them. Don't lead with, man, this meeting is a waste because then they're just going to dig in and oppose you on it. So that's just a tip on changing meeting culture. Here's another tip on changing meeting culture. 
if you got a lot of meetings in your organization or you're involved in them, start with your own. You're going to be really tempted to hear this, see this, share it with people and think, yeah, that meeting's bad and that meeting's bad. You know, you hear the mow your own backyard first thing or there's, you have to clean up your own house before you can start talking about everyone else's. So with you, it will probably be more effective for you to start with your own meetings, change your own meetings to video broadcasts or something like that. Show that it works and how effective it is. And if you show how good it is, the other people that have meetings might start to notice and follow suit. And then it'll be their idea that they decided to do it. So you can kind of make it infectious. But if you're frustrated with the meeting culture, start with your own. Now, here's a fun one. These are the two questions that you should ask yourself to help you determine whether this should be a meeting or it could have been an email. First, will it be a value add for everyone at this meeting to contribute? to the meeting. So for example, if you disabled the mics or the cameras or the chat during this meeting, would the meeting have been successful with those things disabled? And if so, it probably doesn't need to be a meeting. It could have been something else. So that's the first question. Will it be a value add for everyone who's attending to contribute to the meeting? And then the second question is, if someone is out on vacation and they miss this, if they won't need to make it up, it might not need to be a meeting because other recording that meeting or perhaps recording that meeting or using a video might be effective because if they don't need to be there live and they can catch up later, then maybe it wasn't necessary. So leverage those recordings. Now, here's my question, which is if this is tough or if you're in the middle of an ingrained heavy meeting culture and you want change, sometimes it's easier if it doesn't come from you. If it comes from inside, it won't be well. And I can do that. So can I come talk to your team about this? Sometimes it's scary to bring it up. There's office politics around, hey, it's your boss's boss's boss that has this pointless meeting. So it's going to take somebody from the outside to point it out that that's a pointless meeting. So this is what I do. Feel free to connect me with your workplace. Let's set up a session for me to talk to your team about this meeting could have been an email. It's on, if you check out productivitygladiator.com, you look at the speaking and workshops, you'll see this session. So check it out. This is one of the really important education areas that I deliver for businesses that's really helpful. So reach out to me. I would love to. And my last thing is, do you have a friend or colleague who struggles with meeting culture? I know one of your coworkers probably will identify with some of the stuff I've talked about. So if this would be helpful for them, Share the link to this episode specifically with them. Productivity Gladiator is helpful, but it's really helpful. And it is a personal touch when you send them a specific episode and say, hey, I thought about you with this. So if you would send that to them, they'll probably be touched that you sent them specifically this one. And you can probably laugh together about some of these things that we've talked about. So thank you very much for checking out this episode. Thanks for subscribing to the show and for the reviews online for the podcast and the video and everything. And your comments, if you have comments about these, this was a knowledge bomb episode. I have plans for lots of other knowledge bomb episodes about a lot of different topics. So if you have a topic that you're interested in, shoot me a note. Let me know what that is. I'm happy to share a lot of knowledge because in starting in 2024, I'm doing a lot of these kind of videos. So share with me. I'm happy to share what you need. So I love sharing this productivity gladiator thing with you. That's a wrap. 